Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and Tarot No Questions Asked, Master in the Art of Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 206 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is tarot and Reiki. And my special guest is Deborah Lugo Pasquale. Hello, Deborah. Hi, Teresa. It's good to see you. I'm excited. (laughs) It's good to see you too. And you run a place called Golden Bee Tarot and Reiki. Now you've been doing this for some time. Can you real quickly tell me about your journey with tarot and Reiki? Sure. Um, I have actually, I had actually been drifting out of reading tarot and an interest in astrology for over 15 years. Um, And then about five years ago, I really started to get serious about it and study it and get more involved in the community and everything. And it just kind of blossomed from there. Back in September of 2018, I had my first Reiki attunements um, at a wellness center here in my town. I found a, a group of Reiki masters to work with. And between September of 2018 and September of 2020, I went through my level one, level two, and then my master's attunement. Now, for people who are listening, not everybody knows what Reiki is. They might be thinking we are talking about something really sci-fi. So I think it would probably, we should start off by letting people know what is Reiki. Sure. Reiki is basically universal life force. It's, It's energy. It's all around us. It's in everything. Every living thing contains this universal energy. And basically what Reiki does is it you learn how to channel that energy and use it for self-healing, for um, you know, charging and cleansing and you know, healing, healing of others. Um, it's a really an incredible complementary therapy that can do amazing things. Um, it can help on both the physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual levels. Now, where did Reiki originate? You know, people probably wonder that. Reiki actually originated in Japan um, in around 1870. So it's, if you think about it, it's not really... Reiki itself is not that old, but it comes from teachings from almost 3,000 years ago from Sanskrit. And there was this this, uh, doctor in Japan who started working with it. And he, as he he learned different, you know, different tactics and everything, over the years, he started teaching other people how to do it there was a woman who lived in the United States who was actually quite ill and she was looking for alternate therapies to treat her illness. So she went to Japan and studied Reiki there and it helped her immensely along with, you know, the medical professionals who were helping her. And when she came back to the United States, she started teaching it here in the United States. That was in the early forties, 1940 ish. So that's how it made its way over here to the States. And, you know, um, I know that Reiki is putting your hands on people and channeling the energy. That's one way of yes. working with it. Is that the only, if we're not, I'm not talking about the tarot part, but if that's the only way, is that the only way of working with it? 
uh, I know there's like a distance thing. How would you explain, you know, how it works? If someone says, well, what are you doing? What, what do you mean this energy? Yes. Well, like I said, it, it is, you know, for people who don't, who aren't versed in this idea, it does seem very foreign. Um, but you can do both in-person Reiki and that is, you know, basically when you, when you begin a Reiki session, what the Reiki practitioner is doing is really requesting that, you know, this universal energy be channeled through you and used for, you know, for healing purposes. And yes, it sounds pretty woo, but there's science behind it to back it up. Um, And because it's something that's all around us and, you know, everything in the world contains it, I always tell people it's not, it's not held by our ideas of time and space and proximity. It just goes where it goes. And that's why you can also perform distance Reiki as well and have it be effective. You can, you know, picture the individual or whatever it is that you want to send the Reiki energy to and basically just channel it pretty much with your intention. A lot of it is about what you're, where, where you're putting your intention. Right on. And, you know, the thing is for, I think for a lot of people who are into the mystical side of life or even the scientific side of life, mm-hmm. uh, everything's made out of atoms. Every single exactly. thing is made out of atoms. They're just arranged very differently. That's why, you know, this metal cart that I, that is next to me, it's made out of the same atoms I'm made out of. It's just rearranged differently. So here we have a metal cart versus a human being. And my cat's atoms are very different than mine. So th- it's all energy. I mean, these are these little energetic atoms buzzing around. So why wouldn't the things we can't see, why wouldn't there be something there too? Exactly. Exactly. And once you start putting it in those terms, like you said, like everything contains this energy. Everything is comprised of, we're all comprised basically of the same thing. It's just configuration. And once you learn that and you get comfortable with it, then that's how you, how you understand really how this, how it works. So now let's go ahead and talk about Reiki and tarot. Mm -hmm. How might you use Reiki during a tarot reading? And then we'll talk about after a reading. And maybe before a reading, well, why don't we talk about all of it? How, okay. would you, how would you use, how would you advise someone to use Reiki before a tarot reading, during a tarot reading, and after? I find that there, there are really infinite, infinite things that you can do. You know, you're limited only by your imagination, by how you choose to use the two modalities. Before a Reiki session, there, you know, there are many tarot spreads out there that deal with with chakras. So you can pull tarot cards and look at the at how they fall in a chakra spread. That gives you a pretty good overview of where this where you might want to be directing the reiki. So for example, if you pull a card in the heart chakra and it's in the reverse position, that's going to tell you something about what's going on in that chakra. And you can then you can have a conversation with your client about, you know, you show them the, show them the reading, show them where, you know, what, what cards showed up, what's in reverse, what, you know, any infinite number of things that can come up in the reading. And you can discuss it with them and say, listen, you know, this is what's coming up in the reading. What can you tell me about 
this area of your life or this area of your body? What's going on for you right now? And that can really give you a great picture of what's happening with this person and where you need to direct the Reiki energy so that the the client gets the most kind of bang for their buck. You know, Um, during a tarot reading, depending on what comes up in the reading and what's being discussed, there may be an opportunity where you see that this person needs healing in a certain area. And obviously, we never want to do anything without talking to people first. So during the course of the reading, you want to say to your client, listen, I'm, you know, we're talking about this specific area. What I'm sensing is that there might be some healing needed. Would you be interested in having me send you some Reiki during our tarot reading? And if they say yes, then you take a minute, you center, you know, you pull the energy in and then you send it. After a reading is great as well, you know, especially for for clients that are really coming to you with heavy questions and big things that they need to talk about, it can be exhausting. You know, it's very emotional. So what you want to do is, again, at the end of the session, listen, I know that was, we covered a lot and, you know, all sorts of things came up. Would you be okay with me sending you a little bit of Reiki just to kind of settle everything down, you know, even out your emotions so that you can go forward and take what came from the tarot reading and really kind of process it, you know, in, in the proper time. And, you know, your client either says yes or no, and you do or you don't. And that's, those are just a couple of examples of how you can use it in a session. So I would imagine for someone who's dealing with something really traumatic, like grief or loss or PTSD from, you know, maybe some sort of a traumatic situation in a reading, of course, you and I both know that oftentimes for people who are dealing with things like that, this stuff comes up, people want to talk about it. But the Reiki adds an extra component to really help people to process situations like that, which are pretty hard to process. Yes, absolutely. It can also be really instrumental at the start of a reading. If someone's coming to you, like you said, with some really heavy stuff and and they're very heightened, Sometimes, you know, a reading can get away with from you when, you know, someone's someone's emotions are so heightened. So it can be a good way to, you know, say, listen, we're just going to sit down for a couple of minutes. If you're okay with it, I will send you some Reiki so that you can settle yourself down and then we can really have a conversation about what's going on here. And that really helps. It, it helps the client to relax enough to be able to talk about what's going on. It helps the reader in that it gives you some time to sort of, okay, I know this is going to be a big topic. This is going to be a heavy discussion. So it, it, it can help you as well to kind of just level everything out so that then you can start the reading and, and have it really be helpful and, you know, useful to your client. Well, yeah, because a reading can sometimes go off the rails. Absolutely. I mean, I've had it happen where a situation is very emotional or maybe the cards trigger something mm-hmm. and suddenly it gets really intense and that it can become unhelpful then. So when we talk about energy as energy, this is a way of really getting the energy into a good centered place so real work can be done and both sides are open open to what's coming up instead of one side closing down or one side, you know, being too open. So Yes, really absolutely. Great. 
Absolutely. Do you ever do it for yourself after a reading for like self-care? Like let's say you've had a really traumatic reading that you've just done uh, and maybe you're carrying the client's energy. Is that something you ever do? Yes. I practice, I practice self Reiki all the time. Um, It's, it's a big part of maintaining your connection with, you know, the universal life force and keeping in practice. And it is a great way to clear yourself of anything residual that you're carrying from, you know, readings or even other Reiki sessions. And, you know, it just, again, it can really help to just calm you down, level you out, help you to kind of let go of anything that you might be carrying from, you know, from the people that you come across during the course of your day. So do you ever use it to charge your tarot cards? That's something I'm really fascinated with because, you know, I'm always putting them in the moon or this and that or putting them on my selenite crystal grid. What about Reiki for cleansing and charging your cards? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Especially after, you know, like if you're if you're doing an event or you've been seeing a whole bunch of clients in a row and you're using the same tarot deck, it's a great way to, you know, kind of pull that, pull them back to center as well, because they're, you know, your card's energy can go a little off the rails too, if you've been using them for an extended period of time. So it is a great way, just very quietly sit with your cards. Again, you're channeling the energy and you're just holding your, you know, either holding them in your hands or holding your hands over the cards and just sending that energy into them. And you can feel it. You can absolutely feel it when they finally release all of that, all of the the built up kind of energetic gunk that they're that they're holding on to, you know, and then that's when you know that they're they're cleansed, and then you can you can charge them. And again, a lot of this is about intention. So you set an intention for the for the deck, seal it in there, and you're good to go. I love that. Now I don't know if this has ever happened to you, and maybe my listeners, maybe this has happened to someone else. Have you ever been where you've done an event or a party? And it's been so negative that the deck felt forever tainted. I actually, I actually own a deck like that. Um, this was a deck that I first started working with when I really got back into tarot. And part of the reason why I got back into tarot was because I was going through some really, really difficult times. And I had been working with this deck for a couple of years and it had been my constant companion through all of the ups and downs and, you know, dealing with, with, you know, the trauma and trying to sort everything out. And even now I can use that deck for other people, but I can't use it for myself because it just, there was a, there was a point that I was convinced that there was nothing but swords and towers in this tarot deck, because that's all, that's all I ever pulled. And even now, if I try to pull cards from, for myself, from that deck, it just doesn't work. It's kind of like when I work with a Lenormand deck, I, I, I laugh and I, I get never, I never get any good cards. I get all the negative cards. I said, it's like when I play Scrabble, when I play Scrabble, all I get is E-I-E-I-O. Now, we yeah. the farmer in the deck. With, with a random <laughs> cue thrown in. Yes, if I was doing Farmer in the Dell, I'd win every time. But um, I I was just curious if you ever had that experience because I know, you know, again, you can cleanse decks. And sometimes I think there are situations where it's pretty hard to cleanse it no matter how great our intentions. Yes, yep. The deck needs to go and we need to charge a new deck. Yep, you can throw everything you've got at it and sometimes it's just not going to (laughs) cooperate. Yes. 
So one last question, where do you learn Reiki? I mean, you, you mentioned about getting entombments. If somebody is listening and they're like, well, Deborah, this is great and all that, but I want to learn Reiki. What is your advice for somebody? The, your best bet is actually to go to the Interna- International Association of Reiki Practitioners. And that is basically a website that where you can find Reiki practitioners all over the world. Um, and you can get in contact with them if you're interested in having healing sessions or if you're interested in getting attuned to Reiki. Uh, I actually stumbled across the group that I'm working with completely by accident. I shouldn't say by accident. It was spirit led. Um, I started looking. I started looking for. I wanted to learn and I started looking around and it turned out that there is um, a wellness center 10 minutes away from my house. Wow. With a group there that's been practicing. So I got, I reached out to them and it just so happened that they were getting ready to hold Reiki level one classes in two weeks. So I signed up and got right on my way. So, but you can, you can, you know, you can look it up anywhere, but the best, I would say if you really wanted to, you know, work with somebody who is, you know, you're, you can be confident that they know what they're doing. The International Association of Reiki Practitioners would be the best place to start. Well, that is great information. So for people who are listening, if you are wanting to learn Reiki, that's where you start. Well, Deborah, I love your suggestions on how to work Reiki into the tarot readings. I think it really is a helpful tool that can enhance people's especially professionals, it can enhance their readings, it can enhance their work with the clients, it can be a great way to settle energy when things do go kind of sideways. So I think this is another great thing for the Tarot Toolkit. And I love that you use this with your clients and in your readings. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Well, I also want you to let me know or let me know. Listen to that. I, <laughs> it's not all about me. Could you let my audience know where can they find you if they want to work with you? What kind of things you have to offer? Where can they find you? Sure. Uh, the best ways, the best places to find me are on my website, www.goldenbeetarot-reiki.com. And when you go to the site, you can learn a little bit about me and my, my journey. You can see what I have to offer, um, events that I might be attending or, you know, things that I'm doing, little blog posts here and there. So that's, that's one place you can find me. You can also find me on social media on Instagram at golden B underscore tarot underscore Reiki and on Facebook at golden B tarot and Reiki. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And people, if you want to learn more about Deborah, please make sure you are following her on social media. I follow her on Instagram. Deborah, you are delightful. I think, again, you're doing great work out there. So once again, thank you for being with me here today. Thank you so much for having me. I am really honored and it was a pleasure. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. So you know what you're going to do right now. You're going to go and follow Golden Bee Tarot Reiki. And you're also going to want to check out more tarot goodness on my my website too, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons. I've got lots of books, uh, blog posts, astrological forecasts, so many other good things for you to scope out. Of course, I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, take a moment, get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people 
find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember, you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps you take or don't take. You're the boss. If you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.